for the last couple of weeks we've been on the series called the kingdom series and i think it has been a blessing for each each and every one of us so today the topic uh, i have is the kingdom of peace the kingdom of peace if you remember romans chapter 14 verse 17 it said for the kingdom of god is not a matter of eating and drinking but of righteousness and peace and joy in the holy spirit but of righteousness peace and joy in the holy spirit uh, a couple of weeks ago we spoke about the kingdom of righteousness and today we want to talk about the kingdom of peace but before i begin talking about peace i just want to draw basic foundation about the kingdom of god right when jesus came his message was repent for the kingdom of god is at hand repent for the kingdom of god is at hand what is the meaning of repentance repentance means change your mind so jesus basically said if you could just change your mind if you could just change your mind about who god is you can experience the reality of god's kingdom right here right now amen isn't that amazing see this world is broken Uh, the reality that we are living in is broken because we chose to take up the role of god in our lives we chose by partaking from the knowledge of good and evil we are telling god every day god we don't want you in our lives we don't want you to be the king and the lord of our lives i can do a pretty good job right and because we took to get upon ourselves we have basically broken our reality in uh we we we're basically living in a broken world where we have become the god of our lives and we're doing a pretty bad job being that right and today jesus the message of jesus is very simple it says repent for the kingdom of god is at hand repent for the kingdom of god is within your reach the kingdom of god is a reality of god's dominion god's domain god's kingdom that is much bigger than our broken reality and jesus has uh jesus is giving us the opportunity to overwhelm our broken reality with his reality how many of you would love to have the reality of god amen uh you know because christianity is not just about a life after death where you you can get to heaven after you die even though that is a wonderful guaranteed promise that we have but christianity is about heaven reaching out to us in the person of jesus so it is not just about just going to heaven after you die but it is about experiencing the reality of god's kingdom right now See if you think about what is the garden of eden what was the garden of eden the garden of eden was nothing other than the atmosphere of heaven pulled down on the earth the garden of eden was symbolic of what heaven and earth could look like when they came together in union so it is not just about heaven it is not just about earth it is about experiencing heaven on earth and today you and me can experience heaven on earth because we have the essence of heaven whose name is jesus inside of us so when you and me received the person of jesus we said yes to we said yes to experiencing heaven on earth 
okay so today you and me don't need a particular place as the garden of eden you can become that garden by just experiencing the presence of jesus so the kingdom of god is within you that's why jesus said you know uh, don't don't say the kingdom of god is here the kingdom of god is there luke 17:21 he said the kingdom of god is amidst you is within you we have the kingdom because we have received the king and as you have received the king the kingdom of god is within you is within your spirit that's why it says for the kingdom of god is not a matter of eating and drinking it's not a matter of what you do in the physical and the external but it is righteousness peace and joy in the holy spirit so the kingdom of god is deposited within you inside the holy spirit and it has the capacity and the power to overcome from your spirit to your soul to your body okay it has a capacity to overwhelm your physical reality as well right so the kingdom of god is the answer is the answer to all our problems not just our subjective problems but to the problems of the world the kingdom of god is the answer and today the question is brothers and sisters would you want to be that uh, person who establishes the kingdom of god so when the when the disciples asked jesus to pray the jesus you know he taught them this prayer he said our father who is in heaven holy be your name let your kingdom come let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven let your kingdom come let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven how will his kingdom be established on the earth it will be established through you and me when you and me surrender to his will see you know god gave us this powerful you know powerful power uh, which is known as a free will because we have the free will uh, it is powerful because we can reject the person who gave us the will our will is so powerful that we can reject the person the same person who gave us gave us his will that's why will is powerful but the reason why he gave us this will is so that by love when he pursues us by love when he you know when he uh, overwhelms within us you know we can surrender our will so that his will takes precedence so that his, his will takes over so in the kingdom guys understand something the only way the kingdom is established is when you and me surrender our will and say let your will be done let let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven let your will be done in my family as it is in heaven let your will be done in my life as it is in heaven let your will take precedence that's why there is this there is this you know there is this huge uh, um how do i say that's why in the kingdom there is this need for surrender there's this need for yielding of the spirit and if you haven't got anything this is all that i'm going to talk to you about that once we surrender to his will once we surrender to his spirit my goodness his kingdom is established through you and me in spite of where we are in spite of what we are doing in spite of what our position holds in the career doesn't matter the moment we yield to his presence the moment we yield to his spirit 
His kingdom takes precedence. The reality of his kingdom overwhelms the very situations that we are going through. You and me don't have to go to America for greener pastures. Can I say that? You don't have to search abroad for greener pastures. When you and me learn to yield to the presence of his spirit, when you and me learn to yield to his will, my goodness, wherever you are becomes the greener pastures. Amen. Okay. So let's talk about the kingdom of peace. Okay. Because the kingdom of God is the kingdom of peace. There was a king who asked all the artists and the painters in his kingdom to draw a painting of peace. And there were a lot many artists who drew rivers and who drew calm lakes and uh, seas and oceans, because that's what we understand when, when we see ocean, you know, we, we think of it as, as the sim, sim, symbolic of peace, right? But there was this one painter who drew something unique and just hear this out. This painting was a painting of a mountain. The mountain was sharp. The mountain was rugged. The mountain looked rough. And over the mountain, there was a storm. The sky was threatening with lightning bolts and uh, out of the mountain was a waterfall. Okay, you understood the picture? The picture is of a mountain. Over the mountain, there's a stormy lightning bolt. And from the mountain, there's a waterfall that is coming down. But if you really looked closely, behind the waterfall, there was a little crack in the mountain. And inside that crack was a nest. And in the nest was a bird who was attending to his children. The king saw this picture and the king was like, this is the perfect picture of peace because peace does not mean that there will not be any conflict. Peace does not mean that there will not be any problem. Peace is in spite of what is surrounding you, in spite of all the conflicting issues of life, if you can manage to be in peace internally, that is what peace is. So peace means to be in the midst of all those things and still be calm in your heart. That's the real meaning of peace. You know, I, I, I am aware of this cultural, uh, cultural thing that happens among the Jewish household where when, whenever the son leaves the house, the father says shalom. He puts his hand on his son or his daughter or whoever is leaving the house and they say shalom, which means Nothing is broken, nothing is missing, nothing is wanting. So I want you to understand peace just does not mean calmness. There is calmness, but peace means that anything if that you have lost, anything that you have missed, anything that you are desiring for, everything has been restored in the peace of God. Nothing is broken, nothing is missing nothing is wanting. You are restored to your original design. You are restored completely in the peace of God. That's why if you see, if you do a study on peace, which is very interesting, I was doing this last week. And if you do a study on peace, peace never comes alone. The peace of God always comes in a package. So if you, if you see the word of God says, you know, the, the mind set on the spirit is peace and life. So peace always comes with and something. Uh, when Solomon, you know, uh, Solomon asked for wisdom, there was peace in the land, but it was not just peace. There was peace and prosperity. 
Okay, when Jesus delivered people, you know, he said, peace be unto you. There was peace and deliverance. There was peace and healing. There's peace and his presence. So peace never comes alone. Peace always attracts, attracts the entire package of God. Because when, when you have the peace of God, you're basically saying that I am partaking of God's presence. You cannot have God's peace without the presence of God. Jesus said in, um, turn with me, come, come, let me show you a verse. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 27. John chapter 14, verse 27. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. We cannot have peace without the presence of God. And here the peace that we have is the supernatural peace of Jesus. It is not unlike the peace that the world gives. It is extraordinary. It is a supernatural peace. So we are not just talking about the calmness of the heart. We are not just talking about that. We are talking the peace that comes from fellowshipping with the presence of God. The peace that comes from fellowshipping from the presence of God. That's why... Peace is more holistic. It, it is not just talking about the calmness of the heart. It is not just talking about, you know, how people do yoga and experience calmness. We're not just talking about that. Peace is holistic. When you and me know God, we know peace. When you and me fellowship with God, we fellowship with peace. That's why Jesus could be sleeping on the boat when there were thunder and lightning and storm rising up. Jesus could be sleeping in the boat. Why? Because he was the embodiment of peace. Peace is holistic. Okay. That's why let me assure you what Jesus said in John 16, 33. He said, I have said these things to these things to you that in me you may have peace. That in me you may have peace. We can only have peace in Jesus. In the world you will have tribulation. Jesus said this. Jesus did not say once you become a Christian, once you accept him, you will not have problems. He said in the world you, have, you will have tribulations, you will have problems, you will have persecutions. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So peace does not mean that there will not be any conflicts. Peace does not mean that we won't have any problems. But amidst all of it, we can experience the peace of God. Amidst all of it, we can experience the peace of God. It doesn't matter the market is volatile. It doesn't matter the economy is going up and down. It doesn't matter. You and me can experience the peace of God at all times. Because we have the presence of God. Amen. So peace is not just calmness. Peace is holistic. Peace means universal flourishing. Peace means wholeness. Peace means delight. And one of the best example of peace uh, is, is King Solomon. Because when David asked God, God, can I make a temple for you? God said, you can't make a temple for me because you have a lot of blood in your hand. You have been a very violent man. But he says this about his son, he says, behold, a son shall be born to you who shall be a man of rest. Talking about Solomon, okay? Behold, a son shall be born to you who shall be a man of rest. I will give him rest from his surrounding enemies. For his name shall be Solomon and I will give peace and quiet to Israel in his days. 
Okay. Tell me something. What is one thing that Solomon asked for? He didn't ask for peace. He didn't ask for prosperity. He didn't ask for uh, victory over his enemies. The one thing that he asked for was the supernatural wisdom of God. With the supernatural wisdom of God, there was peace. There was prosperity. There was victory. Um, you know, we we make fun of Solomon saying that he married so many you know women. But to be honest, that was the key to the peace uh, in the kingdom because alliances brought peace. He was a smart guy. He did it. He he took one for the entire kingdom. You know, he was the real brother. So think about it. The wisdom of God, right? The wisdom of God brings the peace of God. And when the peace of God comes into your life, it's a complete holistic package. It brings prosperity. It brings calmness. It brings thanksgiving into our hearts. It's, it brings uh, healing, deliverance, everything that you and me need. So ask yourself, what do you need today? All that you need is the peace of God because the peace of God is his presence himself. God does not just give us peace. God himself has become our peace. God himself has become our peace. Amen? Okay. What is the price for this peace? What is the price for this peace? Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4 and 5. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But listen to this. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquity. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. Let me tell you something. You and me are eligible for the peace of God because of Jesus. Because of what Jesus has done on the cross, you and me are eligible for his peace. What is the criteria, what is the price that was paid for our peace? The cross. The cross. That's why 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 18 uh, and 19, it says, All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. In Christ, God has reconciled you and me without counting your trespasses. He is no longer counting your trespasses against you. And because he is no longer counting your trespasses, you and me can live in perfect peace. See, reconciliation with God brings three kinds of peace. The reconciliation with God, because of what Jesus has done on the cross, brings peace with God. Second, brings internal peace. Third, peace with others. What are the three kinds of peace reconciliation with God brings? Peace with God internal peace and peace with others. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus. How are we justified? By faith. 
That's why guys, if you want to experience this peace of God, it begins by you and me recognizing that we are reconciled to God and God is not counting our trespasses against us. He's not counting. Every time we experience some chaos in our life, the root somewhere is shame, guilt or condemnation. Somewhere the root is shame, guilt or condemnation. But the moment we say, hey, you know what, this feeling that I'm feeling, I'm not going to give it much importance, but I am going to trust in what Jesus has done on the cross. And I'm going to listen to what the Father is saying through the person of Jesus. I am going to trust him that therefore there is now no condemnation because of what Jesus has done. You immediately experience peace. You can immediately experience peace with God because you and me are justified by faith. We are not justified by our works. Today, you and me don't have the confidence uh, to stand in front of God because of the good things that we have done, but it is purely because of faith. So we can look on the cross, we can look at Jesus and say, hey, you know what, because of the price that he has paid, I can stand boldly in the presence of God. I'm justified by faith. And because you are justified by faith, you and me have peace with God. So reconciliation with God brings peace with God. What's the second thing? It also brings internal peace. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. It says, do not be anxious about anything. How many things can, be, can you be anxious about? Do not be anxious about anything. There is no legitimate reason for you and me to be anxious. Did you know that? According to God's kingdom, there is no legitimate reason for you and me to be anxious about. Do not be anxious about any, anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds. You don't have to come up with principles and ideas and concepts to guard your heart. You only need the peace of God. Especially when people hurt you, uh, you know, when there are troubled circumstances, you know, we build up these walls, we build up these forts just to protect ourselves, self-preservation. You don't need any of that. You only need the peace of God to guard your heart. And the peace of God can bring that internal peace, can bring the calmness of your heart and your soul. I love this uh, Psalm, Psalms 23, which is, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. The Lord is our shepherd who leads us beside the still waters. He wants us to walk in divine peace, to walk in supernatural peace. He will lead us in still waters. Amen. What's the final thing? Reconciliation with God brings peace with others. As much as it brings peace with God and it brings internal peace, it also overwhelms us to be at peace with others. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 14 says, For he himself is our peace. Jesus himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. 
The passage over here, Paul is talking about the hostility between the Jews and the Gentiles, how they were always at war with each other, how uh, they, they could never find a common ground, they could never be at peace with each other, but Jesus became our peace and he has both he has made us both one and he has broken down in his flesh. In his flesh, he has broken down the dividing wall of hostility. So guys, you know, as Christians, as children of God, we can no longer uh, call for division in the name of anything. We cannot be divided in the name of caste, uh, community, or sex or any any form of group we we cannot take pride in that because that is no longer our identity every division has been broken down in his flesh jesus has taken taken care of every hostility we can no longer be divided that's why he says in galatians you know there's no no jew no gentile no male no female no slave no master we are all one in christ Okay, so once we understand reconciliation with God, once we understand that God does not count our trespasses against us, we have peace with God, we have internal peace, and we have peace with others. Amen. Okay, now how do we have this peace? This peace cannot be earned. Anything in the kingdom cannot be earned. Anything in the kingdom cannot be earned, it can only be received. Right? Galatians 5 verse 20 to 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Peace is the fruit of the Spirit. So if you have the Spirit of God inside of you, if you have received Jesus and you have the Spirit of God, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Peace is not something that you try to earn. Peace is something that you just receive in the person of Jesus. Peace is something that you just simply receive. It is a fruit of being in the Spirit. Okay, But how do you stay in peace? Uh, come with me to Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, how to stay in peace. So the, so the peace of God is already within you. Why? Because you have the king of the kingdom within you. So you already have the reality of the kingdom of peace within you. But how do you continuously stay in peace? Isaiah 26, verse 3 says, You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. How do you stay in peace? You stay in peace when your mind is stayed on Jesus. When your mind stays on Jesus, right? In spite of all the pressing circumstances that is coming against you, in spite of all the voices that are shouting, you know, this is going to happen, the economy is dropping, you might lose your job, you know, that might happen, all the bad news that is coming against you. If your mind stays on Jesus, you will continue to stay in that reality of peace. And let me tell you that peace is not just calmness, peace is holistic. Peace is holistic, it's flourishing, it's, uh, it's, it's prosperity, nothing missing, nothing broken and nothing wanting. You can have that peace as your mind stays on Jesus. Romans 8 was 5 to 6. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. As you set your mind spiritually 
on Jesus, you will experience life and peace. No matter what is coming against you, no matter what is around you, doesn't matter. As you keep your minds set on Jesus, you will experience peace. That's the promise. You will experience peace. You will experience peace. My final verse for today, Romans chapter 16, verse 20. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. As you keep experiencing the peace of God, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet, not under his feet. It says under your feet, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The enemy is not that powerful enough. Let God's peace guard your heart and your mind. And his peace was powerful enough to crush the devil under your feet. Amen. So like I said in the beginning of the sermon, like I said, you know, there's a place for us as children to surrender to his will to surrender to the leading of the spirit because as you surrender to the leading of the spirit he fills you with divine will he fills you with his divine wisdom he fills you with his divine knowledge and understanding and as you do that my goodness because you have more supernatural information your mind is stayed your mind stays on him and as your mind stays on him you experience peace and as you experience peace, you will experience victory in every aspect of your life. You will experience victory in every aspect of your life. Amen. The kingdom of peace guarantees victory. The kingdom of peace guarantees holistic development and growth. As you keep your mind stayed on him, set your mind on Jesus. See, the reality is once you have received Jesus, you have received the kingdom once and for all. You don't have to receive the kingdom every day. You receive the kingdom once and for all. But you can receive the reality of his kingdom. You can draw that reality out every now and then. You can do it by your will. You already have it inside of you. It's like having a bank account. You just apply for the bank account once. But every now and then you can go and draw your money out. The money that belongs to you similarly every now and then you can draw from that reality of god's kingdom every now and then how do you do that is by staying by letting your mind stay on jesus by letting your mind stay on jesus amen so i'm going to pray for you and i pray that all of us you know we don't get uh flustered and frustrated by the changing circumstances but we we let we let our minds stay on jesus so that our minds can find peace knowing that we are completely reconciled he no longer counts our trespasses against us we are completely reconciled we are one with god we are one with god there is absolutely nothing that can separate us from the love of god in christ jesus Whatever is the reality of Jesus in heaven is your reality, can become your reality right now. You and me no longer have to wait 
for something you can wait on god right now and experience his reality amen let's pray father we thank you we thank you for this good news of the kingdom that the kingdom has the power to overwhelm us to overtake our reality the kingdom has the power to change the atmosphere that we are living in so father i pray that our minds will not be fixed on the greener pastures of what the world provides but our minds will be fixed on what your kingdom provides and who you are father i pray that as a church our minds will be fixed on you and your kingdom to seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness to seek ye first the kingdom of god may your peace become our reality thank you thank you for your peace that portion and we receive in jesus name we pray amen